G'day Pop Pickers, we are back for another bonus episode of Beautiful People. The band has gone from the West Coast to the East Coast and down South and they're back home fortunately. Uh, the world's in a very interesting state at the time of this recording, but uh, it's good to be able to talk with a fellow fan from the other side of the world. Les Schreiber, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We, we had talked about doing this uh, a couple of weeks ago and it's taken us this long to get here and boy, have things changed since we first started talking about it, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. How's things going for you over there in the States? Yeah, well, it's uh, pretty much the same as it is uh, in many places around the world, I guess, where we have um, some mandatory curfews and uh, lots of places closed, uh, bars and restaurants and things like that. And, just people trying to keep their distance and, uh, you know, we'll hopefully get through it quickly, uh, more quickly than we, I guess, uh, than people are saying, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it does pass, uh, rather quickly. Some of those countries, uh, in other parts of the world seem to be lowering that curve and, and um, getting a bit of a handle on it. So hopefully that will flow onto us. So um, what we're really here to talk about is yeah. the gigs. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to see a couple of the West Coast gigs and you were fortunate enough to be able to see, which gigs did you see? I only saw the one at Daryl's house. Okay. Which, so uh, yeah. How, <laughs> was that a bit of a journey for you to get to that one or was that really close by? No, that was uh, two and a half hours. Okay. So a bit of a journey, slight journey, but not yeah. too bad. And it was a beautiful day for a drive, so I, I wasn't complaining. I saw from some of the footage and photographs from the band as they were taking their, their video log, um, Scott Whitley takes some amazing photos. And um, yeah, the, the, the venue looked fantastic. The weather looked fantastic. It looked like an all-round beautiful day. So uh, describe it from your perspective for us, Les. Well, I worked and I worked in the morning until uh, until about noon, and left my house about uh, one one o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and uh, took a nice drive up. Uh, but I was I was afraid I was going to get there a bit late. Uh, I was meeting with uh, John Gavia, uh, the uh, infamous. Uh, at, he, he wanted, he wanted to get me there about four, 4 PM. So I got there just before 4 PM with, so I had some traffic issues and things like that, but, uh, got there just before 4 PM. So it was, uh, you know, the parking lot was deserted and I had to message him and he came out and, uh, we went right in the venue. So, and they, the band didn't start until eight. So. Had a good four hours to kill before uh, before the band came on. But you were able to get into uh, to see some of the sound check, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, John uh, John took me in. We we talked about me getting there early, uh, and there was I guess it was me, John, and the band there at that point. So. Uh, John took me up and they, they were setting up at that point. No, no sound check as of yet. And, uh, you know, we just, 
we just talked a bit. It was the first time I'd actually met um, Simon and Scott. So that was a good time to be able to do that. I'd seen Simon once live, but that was when uh, Derek was playing with the band. So I'd seen Simon, but had not met Scott yet. And what was your impression of those guys? Oh, real nice, real nice. Uh, you know, uh, Feynman was, uh, you know, he's, he was, you could tell he was, uh, they were all fighting the jet lag, I think. They'd gotten in late the previous night. And, uh, but he was, they, they all seemed a bit tired and jet lagged in the journey. But uh, I think, uh, you know, very nice. So, you know, those guys were great. Um, but like I said, just a bit tired. And Scott, you know, I I um, replied to a few things that Scott had on Facebook previously, uh, but we weren't friends on Facebook. I usually don't friend someone until I, until I actually meet them face to face. But Scott uh, knew who I was. There I'm touching my face uh, like I'm not supposed to. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he knew who I was, which was, which was cool. And Simon knew who I was. We, we had uh, been friends on Facebook for a while, even though I had never met him, but, uh, no, very nice. And Jamie, Jamie as always, and Bruce, you know, and Mark, I mean, I, you can't ask for a better bunch of guys. I mean, they're just uh, fantastic. So can you describe the, the venue? It's a, from what I could see, it's a sit down venue, isn't it? It, it is. And it's, pretty small. I would venture to say that there was 250 people there. Mm -hmm. And it was packed. Um, it is a sit down venue. Uh, they sat me at a table with, um, with four other or five other, uh, people who were there alone, which I thought was pretty cool because we all got to interact and, uh, and and that was cool. But, uh, yeah, the inside is all, it's like a, it's like a country cabin. It's all wood paneling and, uh, and kind of lowish ceilings and, but 250 people. I mean, they had a lot of people right in front of the stage and they had a, a back section, uh, all the way in the back, like up on a, up on risers where there were tables. And then they had a bar to, on, on Scott's side. And it was kind of almost another room with a viewing window through an open window. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting place. And uh, the sound was just fantastic. And our table was kind of diagonal off the edge of the stage right by Scott. So we were a little bass heavy where I was. Not a bad thing because I, I, I was just blown away by Scott's playing. And he put on a master class in, in bass playing that night, I thought. And what was the set list? I noticed that the the one they did in New York was a slightly longer set, 90-minute set, to, to the one I saw in San Francisco, which was only a 75-minute set. So they, I think there was a, an extra three songs for for the New York one. But Daryl's House, uh, what, how long was that set? Was that still the 90-minute set? Yeah, that was 90 minutes. That, that went from, they went on at, oh, they didn't go on at eight. They went on at seven. So it was an early night. Really, I mean, the the show was done by eight thirty. So uh, I think the only song 
The only song they played off of the Seer was uh, Look Away. And everything else was The Crossing, Steel Town, or Wonderland, and Restless Natives. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a... You're talking about pretty much early greatest hits set. That was it. I mean, it was... You, you couldn't have... Every song was was just one that was, you know, easily, well, to me, easily recognizable, but there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a low spot in the show. It was just really, I mean, just, just flowed from one song into the next, into the next, and it just was seamless. So is this the gig where Bruce and Jamie's guitars had been misplaced by the airline? Yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I when I uh, when I arrived at the at the venue, they had apparently just gotten in not too much before that from going to the uh, going to JFK Airport and picking up the guitars and coming all the way back. Oh, so they did have them by the time the the show started. Yeah, because they they came in late morning, so. They had to, they were they were actually staying probably about a little over an hour uh, from JFK Airport, so they had to drive to JFK Airport, then come back because that's a JFK Airport's on Long Island. They had to come back to New York City and then go north of the city about maybe fifty or sixty miles to go to the venue. So it made for kind of a long day with them picking up equipment again going to the airport and, and doing that yeah you know, so I had, I had sort of a sort of a one of those surreal moments uh after i got to the venue i don't know if you saw the the photo i posted on uh, uh grocery shopping with big country did you see that photo? oh yes 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 <laughs> yeah so uh after i arrived at the venue we were just kind of hanging out there for a few minutes and Bruce said, okay, John, let's get the van and uh, we're going to go to the store. And, and Bruce looked at me and said, come on along, let's go. So they, they went out to the store. It was me and me and Jamie and Bruce and Simon and John uh, all piled into the van and we went looking for one of the things they wanted was hand sanitizer. So at that point, uh, just within the few days previous to that, all the hand sanitizer anywhere was sold out. So we went around looking for that, but they were also picking up some other items for themselves. Uh, but we went, I think we went to three different stores looking for hand sanitizer. Did you find some? No. There was none to be had anywhere. There's still none to be had anywhere. So... So, so was the band trying to practice social distancing at that stage? I mean, it's a buzzword now, but no, a few weeks ago, no, it was not I even heard of. I hadn't heard that word or combination of words uh, for maybe another five to six days after the after that show. Yeah, it was a. I think going up there, it was a concern, but not a huge concern. Judging by the number of people that showed up, 
and it wasn't canceled. And, you know, that was just, uh, I think the first few cases in New York had been reported just the day before or two days before that. Okay. So can you describe to us what the crowd was like um, at that particular venue? Because wasn't it, wasn't it that um, very, uh, oh, how would I describe him? A unique radio personality that, that interviewed Tom, Tom Kirchival. Wasn't he going to, wasn't he promoting the Daryl's house gig? Um, he was, Tom Kirchival did a WKW interview. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Okay. There was one colourful character, a very colourful character who uh, interviewed Tom was talking about the, the Daryl's house gig. So I was, I was interested to see whether you'd come across that guy. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but. Um, no. And was, was Tom at that, at that gig? Tom was not. Okay. He was supposed to be there, I believe. From what John was telling me, he was supposed to be there, but he he only came up uh, for the the one the next night at uh, Sony Music Hall in the city. Yeah. So when I tell you when I tell you that Daryl's house is pretty much an out of the way place, you know, you're fifty or sixty miles north of New York. You're in a you're in a very small town, extremely small town. I, I have driven up through there. So I've, I've been through um, uh, Warwick and um, uh, other places up there. Um, yeah, it, it, it's quite remote. As soon as you get out of the city, yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing how much the landscape changes and you feel like you're in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Basically, when you, when you get off the main highway there that's going north, it is... It's country. It's a lot of rolling hills and you know things like that, and there's, uh, farms and small towns and and snow at this know. time of the year. <laughs> uh, not not for us. We have had very little. We, we I think we had a dusting of snow. Okay, so not as much as not as much as normal. Would you say? No, like I say, it was a beautiful day. So it was it was not our typical early March weather. It felt more like April mid-April. How come you couldn't make it to the New York show? Uh, I had an appointment with my accountant to get my taxes done, which was set up six months ago. And if I didn't take that appointment, it wasn't going to happen. So. Damn that accountant. Yeah. Damn those taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, so overall, you you uh, how would you how would you rate the show? Um, I, I was going to say out of ten, but I'm I'm sure they're they're all ten out of ten in some ways. But um, what are you, what are your overall thoughts as regards the uh, the show? You know, as as with any show, I think you look back at it and you and you say, "Boy, that was great." Uh, could it have been a little longer? Yeah, there was probably a few songs other than the ones I heard that I would like to hear. But in retrospect, it was just great to have them back in the U S. So, you know, 
we'll kind of take anything we can get. Uh, we're not going to be, <laughs> you know, beggars can't be choosers type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I thought that with the length of set that it was, the song choices were pretty much near perfect. I mean, the only thing they could have done for me uh, to make that set better was include one more song which would have been probably Tall Ships Go for me or Angle Park. So, uh, you know, either one of those two. Have they been playing Angle Park at, at all? No, no. Or Tall Ships Go. They haven't, they haven't been playing them. So, uh, you know, but to make it perfect, if those two were added, I would have been, you know. Well, like I was very happy to, to have heard Tall Ships Go. It's... On, on their last tour in Australia, New Zealand, they were playing Tall Ships Go then. And that was, cause yeah. that was a, that was a Steel Town tour. So. Yeah. Well, I caught the Steel Town tour in, uh, in Kendall in the Lake district uh, in December of 2014 at the Brewery Arts Center. And uh, of course they played the album straight through and that was just amazing. So, uh, so, so you've heard more of that live than I have because they cut three of the songs out for the Aussie yeah, no, tour. They played, it, they played it straight through from beginning to end. Nice. So, nice. I mean, they started with Flame of the West and just went all the way. And did the band during the gig talk about coming back to the States at all? Like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was one of the things that, uh, that Bruce had said. And, and Scott, I talked to Scott a little bit before the show, but then after the show, since he was right there, we got to, we, we spoke a bit and he said, he, he was just blown away at how, receptive the crowd was you had asked me about the crowd and i didn't really I, I guess i really didn't answer that question and i didn't answer your question about what would i rate the show either because i just find it that's I a hard side, one that's a hard one <laughs> i'm sidestepping that a bit because that is uh that's that's a tough question because I, I think we talked about the last time i was on i've seen the band on pretty much every tour since 83 every major tour every album tour that they've had um plus these these two in the last few years uh, you know you go this you know after the journey i've seen you know, i saw 2014 and now to 2020 uh you know and they've all all the shows i've never seen them do a bad show and it, it's hard it's very hard for me to rate because i haven't seen hundreds of shows like some of the other fans have especially those in the uk who are who are privy to those shows because they're they're all grouped in a uk's fairly small place compared to other places uh so i've but i've seen enough where i can i can say boy i've never seen a bad show and they're all just up there because it's just out there at the top of my list because they're just the musicianship and the showmanship and everything is just top of the line all the time. And, uh, you know, Bruce talked about, it, he said, and I think he was blown away. And I think Scott was blown away at how, how receptive the crowd was that they had a, a full house and that despite the seating arrangement, <laughs> that the crowd was really into it. And that was, you know, that's, that's important because if, you know, they come over and, People, you know, that it's not 
uh, packed house and people are just standing around talking during their set. It's a, you know, they kind of think, well, maybe we're not going to come back here again, but that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Great to hear that good reception. And um, yeah, the, the seating, the seating arrangement made it tough to, you could enjoy the music by sitting there and listening and, kind of critically analyzing what was going on. But, you know, as far as you see videos of typical big country gigs in, in the UK, and I know maybe it's that way in Australia too, and, you know, that, that spot in front of the stage, kind of in the middle, gets a little rough. You know, there's people <laughs> jumping up in the pogoing and things like that. And um, this was tables packed in. And we just finished eating dinner and, you know, everybody sat for the most part. For the last couple of songs, uh, you know, I think we, we got up and were able to kind of, kind of uh, get into it a little more like our UK counterparts. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you mentioned seeing videos of it. One video in particular, I think has made you, you you've once been famous for being called out by Stuart Adamson. On, on video I've seen that video and now yeah you've been called out by the sound guys at Daryl's house <laughs> Les, yeah Les the immortal words don't film please don't film yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I you know I didn't realize that they didn't want the sound check uh, filmed at all I just wanted to get kind of a snippet well you did because- so that's good yeah, I, I knew what they were going to play. I knew it was going to be a thousand stars. And I said, you know, I'm going to get this because I didn't do any filming during the show. And one of the reasons was because when I'm filming, I'm not enjoying it. I'm more involved in the, the camera, uh, the camera angle. Am, am I holding it? steady and and all those types of things so you know i and i realized that once i I film it i can enjoy it forever but at the same token i want to live in the moment and enjoy the show and the and the flow of everything so i i purposely didn't film anything knowing there were other people who were doing it and i could probably pick up on those videos too so yeah yeah i'm with you 100 percent I like living in uh, in that moment too. So it's one reason I prefer not to film, um, uh, and and trust that there are those around me who will be. So uh, yeah. I, I kind of I kind of look forward to seeing those videos rather than making my own. Yeah. So I didn't realize they they didn't want that filmed, and uh, I did get the snippet of it. And as soon as he asked me not to do it, I put my phone away, and that was it. I I complied. Yeah, but there were some people I think who who filmed that entire show. So that entire show is probably out there in the ether somewhere. Okay, it'll it'll turn up. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it'll I'm sure it'll work its way onto Andy's channel some sometime. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years, but anyway, yeah. we'll see. It was. I mean, the the whole experience of. Uh, I mean, it's a different experience when you when you walk into a venue. And you sit in your seat and the show starts and 
the band plays, and then the show is over, and then you go home. It's a much different experience when you walk in three hours before showtime, hang out with the band, get in the van, go to different stores with them, <laughs> you know, then come back and hang out for the sound check and, and talk to them a little bit more. And then, then you sit at your table and uh, we had, you know, like I said, I had five other people who were just had single tickets. They sat us all together, which was nice. We ordered our meal, we ate, we talked about the band, we bonded, we're all friends on Facebook now. Um, so, you know, it was, a, it was a cool experience. And then afterwards, uh, you know, the band is done and they, they hang around and chat with people. You know, I got to say goodbye to Jamie, uh, I got to say goodbye to Scott, say goodbye to Mark, you know, and Bruce and Simon were a little bit elusive after the gig, but uh, I, I think they, eventually came out but i had a two and a half hour ride home so i and i had to i had to work the next day so i get up at five to go to work so not anymore liz not anymore no no (laughs) all the schools uh us teachers are uh are on a bit of a hiatus although we are teaching remotely okay how's that working i'm just curious because they're talking about wanting to do that in Australia, but haven't quite done it yet. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing it. My, uh, where I teach is it, I teach at a school for, uh, for special needs, uh, kids, it's high school. Um, so it's a little different. Some of them come from low socioeconomic, um, um, situations and don't have access to internet and don't have, they, they might not even have a phone. Um, yeah, so it, it's a little bit different. So last week they had us make up hard copy packets of things they could take home for two weeks. Uh, for and of course I'm a health and PE teacher, so uh, you know it's a there was a lot of uh, a lot of things dealing with health and here's an exercise regimen for you. Get at least sixty minutes of exercise a day, and you know we'll see how that works out. But we're going to have to start putting things online now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a situation we just got to play by ear, isn't it? Yeah. They don't know how long we're going to be out. We were supposed to be out for two weeks originally. And then all of a sudden things came down and they're saying we might, we might uh, be in this mess for three or four months. So. Hmm. I guess, I guess Stuart's words have never rang so true. Have they stay alive? Yeah. Everyone's got to do their, their bit, don't we? Yeah, yeah. All right, really appreciate you coming on and uh, having a chat about the gig. Uh, lovely to get your insights and um, and wish you all the best over there in, in your lockdown as I stay here in my lockdown. Um, and uh, we, we, we do our best to, to stay positive and, um, and uh, well, we've always got that, haven't we? We've always got the music to, to lift our spirits. Yeah, I've been... Uh... I'm going to start listening to a little more music uh, now that I'm home. I usually listen to it in the car mostly, but uh, now that I'm home and get some, some of my old vinyl out, <laughs> which is always a treat. So that's the only thing with vinyl, I, I, I can hook up my, my iPod to my stereo. We'll listen for endless hours. 
without having to get out of the chair. And uh, which is nice. The thing about vinyl is every 20 minutes you have to get up and turn the side. <laughs> so you can't. And if you if you accidentally fall asleep, the needle just goes around and around and around in the middle of the, in the middle of the record. So uh, you have to be alert when you're listening to vinyl. <laughs> It's interesting uh, that that subject of vinyl because did you know that even though we've got an 80 minute um, amount of time that we can put music onto a CD, a lot of bands pull back and don't put 80 minutes on a CD or even 60 minutes. Usually albums are about 40, 45 minutes. 45 minutes, yeah, yeah. Because that tends to be our attention span as far as music goes. Even some some artists that I know even place their music on albums with the 20 minute vinyl side in mind because that's the attention yeah, span 20, of people. 22 and a half minutes, I think, is the vinyl side. Yep. Average. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's interesting, the human brain. But we've, the iPads are good too because we can just keep that music going for hours in the background. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, but there, there are certain albums that you, you want to listen to from beginning to end. Um, you know, I think Steel Town is one of those because it's a bit of a, bit of a themed album. You read um, my mind. <laughs> not that not that the crossing is not. Um, I think if you just plop the needle down in certain places on on the crossing, you're absolutely going to find great songs that stand alone. Um, I think if you play the Steel Town for uh, for someone who's not initiated in the big country, um, uh. It's more difficult. It's it's more difficult to pick out a standout track on Steel Town because it's a standout album. It's it doesn't have standout tracks on it. Like I was saying, I think you'd have to to impress someone more. You'd have to play it from beginning to end. Exactly. Yeah. And with the uh, deluxe edition, even though those songs are good and you've got other stuff going on, you'd have to eliminate that. Because it doesn't, it doesn't fit the mold of you know. You put Winter Sky and uh, Belief in the Small Man and uh, and Bass Dance on the end. Well, they're all fantastic. They're just not part of that part of that uh, piece of art, if you will. Exactly. Well, I you know I'm with you a hundred percent on that one. It's an yeah, album that you can't you can't play bits and pieces off. It's those ten songs you've got to play from the opening of Flame of the West right through until uh, Just a Shadow Fades Out. That is one piece of music, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, when Just a Shadow Fades Out, and that's the end of the album. Yeah, that is when another song cuts in next after the three second gap, five second gap. I I kind of shudder a little bit. Said, oh, that's not how I remember it when I was growing up. You know, that, that one piece of um, the one piece of art, I guess, piece of creativity. 
as a as a as a package. It's interesting uh, that Shudder because one album that I have that same kind of feeling with now that it's been repackaged on CD properly the way it was originally released on vinyl is No Place Like Home because when I got it on cassette it had the two extra tracks on it I think it was um, Comes a Time and You, Me and the Truth Comes a Time I think was placed as track five uh, on side one and You, Me and the Truth I think might have been track two or three on side two and then when it was released on CD those two songs were cut out and put somewhere else on the CD. So I find that a little bit jarring because to me, when I first got the album, I thought they were just part of that sort of yeah. collection. But um, yeah, so I have a similar experience with that, but it's, yeah. I, uh, I don't like the way that for me, from what I remember and how I interpreted the album, No Place Like Home, I like the way it was originally released. When I got the CD, and it had what 12 tracks on it finishing with into the fire yep beginning with kansas that was the way i remember it that is to me that's the flow of the album the way they have it on the repackaged version is some of those songs are on disc two so i guess they repackaged it for the way the lp was not the not the cd is that the way I think so, because I'd, I never had the LP for that album. Yeah. Uh, and I, in fact, I still don't. So, yeah, it was released with those 10 tracks instead of the 12, and it, it's never quite rung true for me. I always, and because you, me, and the truth, I know it's a song that's disliked by many fans, but by me, I love it. By I me it's, it was probably my favorite at the time. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting, it's kind of got some, light jazz elements to it the way the, mm. the, way the guitar is uh not i don't even know if it's jazz I, I wouldn't know how to describe the playing actually it's just it's a lot of like noodling you know that's what it seems like to me i like that noodling yeah but, but it was good I, I i i get the sense of what you're saying when you use that word yeah you know <laughs> again no place like home for me was it that was a that was an interesting part of my life at that point and I, that's, I remember that album just being released so well because being at the convention and and all that and that was the first day that I ever heard that album because they did the album playback and the album hadn't been released yet so we're all standing there in front of the stage uh, before the band came out for their Q&A just kind of intently listening to this new music saying okay this is what it is we're, we're going to hear some of these songs tonight, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, and it was, it was very interesting. So that, that album, because of that time in my life, holds a very special place with me. Um, but I think, I think we were talking about just playing things beginning to end, but that's how I remember that album. But there are other big country albums that you can just, you know, you can play a song for someone and say, oh, that's a cool song, because they're not concepts as such. Uh, as with Steel Town. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, one of a kind, that one. All right, we'll leave it there and uh, really appreciate you coming on to chat and uh, taking no take, taking a huge chunk of your time out of your self-isolation. Thank you. 
anything I can do to pass the time is, <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, very good. I, only, I probably only coughed about four times and touched my face three times during the entire uh, production here. Isn't it amazing how conscious you become of all these things? Yeah. I, I never realized how much I touched my face until. No, I didn't. I didn't either. Cause I'm constantly, you know, it, we both wear glasses. So yeah. You yeah. Know, you're glasses and you have an itch on your nose or your, yeah, it's just it's <laughs> amazing. So, but I, I feel safe because I, I've been in isolation for five days and. You know, Not very I got nervous because I started to feel sick probably a day or two after I went to Daryl's house. Uh, and it wasn't, I knew it wasn't anything serious because it, you know, I didn't have any of the, the, the classic symptoms that you're talking about, but it was, it was very warm here. And since we haven't had any snow, none of the, none of the mold or any molds or grasses or anything really had a chance to completely die. And now when we get some warm weather, all that stuff gets churned up and, uh, so that turns that's into hay fun. fever. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. So. All, right. All right. Take care and uh, we'll fun. see you again in cyberspace. I'm sure you're, you're coming on for a special forthcoming episode of Beautiful People, which I've hinted at on, uh, on the Great Divide page. But uh, because of events uh, affecting certain members of our, of our quiz group, that's going to be happening Hopefully soon, but we just have to play that one by ear too. But you'll be back for that, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you. We had talked about that, and uh, be glad to come back. Be fun to interact with some people. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz.